Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning for about 10 minutes over a cup of coffee to give you a shot of caffeine, good news, and inspiration. Your Morning Moments Matter. How you start the day is how the rest of the day will go. So we want to start with some fun. And what are we celebrating today? It is International Left-Handers Day, August 13th. Happy International Left-Handers Day. Yes. Are you left-handed? <laughs> you don't know? You're not. No, I'm not. I thought maybe you were keeping it from me. Because <laughs> you can hide that. Well, maybe you're you're ambidextrous and you just use the right side of the ambi. I am sort of ambidextrous. So when just I just a little bit of ambidextrous. <laughs> I can't write with both hands, but I write right-handed. But everything I would do sports-wise, I always did left-handed first. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, swimming there wasn't a lot of. The, you, you swam left-handed? <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter a whole lot, but <laughs> gymnastics right or all the other things. Too? Okay, let's go on. Okay. <laughs> this day recognizes all the individuals who have mastered using their left hand in a right-handed world. Yeah. This day was observed by the founder of the Left Handers International, Dean R. Campbell, in 1976. Did you know that approximately 10% of the population are Southpaws. I did not know what the percentage was. What I found interesting is that 10% has remained the same over all time. It's not like it ebbs and flows. It's always like about 10%. I think I did know that. I think I'd heard that. I do think that's really interesting. Scientists do not know why people are left-handed, why they develop left-handedness, but it's more likely the child be left-handed if their parents are left-handed as well. So it's a little bit of genetic-ness. <laughs> going on. Not necessarily. Well, maybe it's, could be. It surprises me that they don't know what causes it. Me too. I don't know. <laughs> Remember too. those left-handed scissors? <laughs> yes. That's just a random thought there. What I also found interesting that in the 1600s, left-handed people were thought to be in cahoots with the devil. So They thought a lot of weird things. They did. But parents but of left... That's one of those, they're different. Like, let's ascribe evil to someone who's different than me. That's, you're probably right, 100%. And because of that, parents of left-handed children would force their children to use their right hands so that they wouldn't be shunned by the community. Yeah. There's some famous people who were left-handed. A few presidents. Actually, eight presidents were left-handed. How many presidents? Eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> short memory you have there. Eight presidents. How many? Eight. <laughs> didn't change. We didn't get a new president. No, there's been what? 40, well, 46 I think presidents? we're at 46 now. So is that 10%? That is a higher... My point was that I think... 10% would be four. Yeah, so that's that the number, the percentage is much higher when you take that number of presidents. I just thought that was interesting, interesting that the percentage is... You would think it would be, have been 10%, but there's Ronald Reagan, George H. Maybe that does mean that they're in cahoots with the devil. <laughs> no, that was, I shouldn't have said that. That was. Well, if you look at the list, Ronald Reagan, George H. W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, you know, both they're sides all, are in the devil. <laughs> well, that's weird. They're all current. Like half of them were in recent memory. I could have, I should have done a little more research and given you all eight, but you know, it's only a 10 minute podcast. <laughs> So we can go on. You know, I had a question myself. Would the Sistine Chapel and the Mona Lisa stand the test of time if Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci had been right-handed? Of course. What does that have to do with it? They may not have been as talented with their right hand. <laughs> of <laughs> what course if they, they would have been. You don't know that. Why not? Because different part of the brain. It may not have been. They may not have been as creative. I didn't say it was a good question. 
<laughs> so you know I had to have some music stuff. Paul McCartney and Jimi Hendrix, both left-handed. Jimi Hendrix, one of the world's greatest guitar players, left-handed. Stevie Ray Vaughan was born right-handed and learned to play the guitar left-handed like his hero, Jimi Hendrix, which makes him even more great because <laughs> I always liked him. Oprah Winfrey, Julia Roberts, Lady Gaga, all left-handers. In baseball, legendary Southpaw uh, Babe Ruth, Sandy Koufax. Then, and as a related uh, percentage question, I mentioned the guitarist being left-handed. Only half a percent of guitarists are left-handed. So do you think that that's because there's something... I mean, I would think that you would... I mean, it turns everything around on a guitar, right? Correct. And if you don't have somebody that can teach you how to play... The other way. The other way. Maybe it's much harder to find a teacher who can teach a left-handed. I don't know. That might be true. Did you know that... Nope. The higher likelihood of left-handers to suffer from allergies is 11%? No, that's a strange correlation. Did you know that the time it takes for left-handers to reach puberty is four to five months later than their right-handed peers? Can't say that I knew that either. <laughs> that is another very strange correlation. Did you know that 23% is the percentage of more men than women who are left-handed? I think I did know that there were more men. And finally, <laughs> and there was much rejoicing, 40%, the percentage of current top tennis players who are left-handed. That's craziness. It is. 40% when it's normally 10% in the population at large? Maybe it's something about tennis. Maybe there's left-handed rackets. <laughs> it's a racket. It's a racket. That's how they get you. <laughs> All right. Today's good news story <laughs> says that three months after his engagement in 2017, 37-year-old Jeremy King had an eight-hour operation to remove a brain tumor, leaving him with impaired mobility. So he is in a wheelchair. Okay. His wife, Chelsea, is a teacher at Bullis School in Maryland. And when she became pregnant, they searched for a way that Jeremy would be able to take his new baby for a walk. But they couldn't find anything, so Chelsea asked her colleague, Matt Ziegler, for help. Now, Matt is the Innovation and Technology Lab Coordinator, and she asked if he could design something to attach to Jeremy's wheelchair that would allow him to hold their child when they were on the go. He decided to take that challenge to his Making for Social Good class. Now, I'm going to stop, pause That's the story, cool, yeah. isn't it? Pausing the whole story right here, just the idea that there is a... A high school course that's making for social good is awesome to I me. I like that. Yeah. So the school kids interviewed the family. They received fire department training on infant car seat insula installation. And they purchased and 3D printed all the parts that they needed and even borrowed a wheelchair from the school nurse as a prototype. So the Wii Stroll, a child seat which attaches to a wheelchair, was finished in time for the baby's birth on March 4th of this year. And within a few weeks, Jeremy was taking his baby boy, Phoenix, for a walk. Very cool. Yeah. He said, I was really concerned with the safety of myself and our child, especially with Chelsea having to potentially support both of us. It played on my mind constantly, which is why I felt it was so important for us to find something to help. We hope that people will see this story and know that there are ways around their challenges. You know, it's something that we forget, or I do anyway, that... Um, we don't have a lot of disabilities and we take a lot of things for granted, like being able to go for a walk with our yeah, child absolutely. or holding our child or something like that, that we don't think about someone in a wheelchair or some other disability is hindered from that. So yeah. that's an important thing to, to realize. 
Absolutely. The challenges isn't the, the word that I wanted, but the things that um, if you're not able-bodied that you have to overcome to do simple tasks are, there's so many of them. And the, the more we know, the more we recognize that, I think the better off we as a culture will be. True. I agree. We have a little dog dreaming. We do. <laughs> He's sleeping, dreaming, <laughs> making noises. So that's what we keep looking over there. <laughs> and hearing, uh, if you hear these little whiny noises in the background, he's, he's chasing a his rabbit. His feet are or running <laughs> and he's making noises. Go, Wiley, go. <laughs> Today's to go cup quote is from James Cameron. If you set your goals ridiculously high and it's a failure, you will fail above everyone else's success. Do you know? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Do you know the quote from the movie The Patriot? Where Mel Gibson is teaching Heath Ledger how to hit the enemy, and he says, aim small, miss small. Which is, no, I did not know that. Have you ever seen that movie? Are you going to say no? That's another movie I haven't seen. Oh my goodness. All right, tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We have a long list of movies, apparently. (laughs) Apparently, that you've never seen, which is crazy, because I've seen a fraction of the number of movies that you've seen. That's true. The Patriot is a fantastic I've heard movie. that. I've had many people tell me that. It is. And so um, that phrase, the, the, your quote made me think of that quote. Aim well, small, miss small. And that's funny because the whole thing now is like, you go big or go home, That you, which goes along with what that quote was. Is you aim well, big, so, and even if you miss, you're still higher than you would have been if you aimed low. Which is what that quote means. It was actually first coined by a technical advisor on the movie set. It wasn't something that was written into the script, but they liked it so much that after, I think his name was Mark something, he taught, he was teaching them how to use the muzzle-loading rifles, and that was his instruction to them, aim small, miss small. They liked it so much that it made it way into the script. But it means when you're aiming at a target, rather than aiming at the whole big generic thing, you should aim at a small piece of the target. This way, if you miss... Instead of not hitting the target, you'll just miss that small part. You'll still hit the target. So with the idea that if you aim for that really big goal and you miss, you're still going to be much closer to that goal and way above what you would do otherwise. So I'll see you your quote and I'll give you another one right back. So when did this quote thing become competitive? <laughs> this, is not, this is not the way it's supposed to go. I'm so sorry. But. So your takeaway for today is are you <laughs> aiming high enough? And specifically enough. High enough and specifically enough. Small thing to think about, but no, it's big. it has big implications. Oh, well, there you go. You didn't let me finish. Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted. I try not to do that. You do usually do a good job. Except today. <laughs> Except at that critical moment. Well, I'll forgive you. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by the Morning Moments Matters box. Easy step into a morning routine. This box is a super simple way to take the time that you are already using brewing your morning coffee and turn it into a ritual that will start your day in a positive frame of mind. It engages your body and your mind and heart while you are making some fabulous coffee. So you can check that out at connectovercoffee.links backslash MMM. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We look forward to coffee and conversation with you. We will be back on Monday, so have a nice weekend. Make plans to join us on Monday. Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all.
I lost all that good stuff. Boy. You need to learn to wait to say the good things. I saw the things moving. That just means that there's noise going through the system. It's all the coffee. <laughs> not that I'm jittery or anything. Ah, stop it. That is not pleasing. No, it's not. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> At least I'm not poking you or pinching you. Well, and then, then I yes, do it. you are. <laughs> what were you we talking about? The missed chatter? What was I saying before the chatter started that was so great? I don't know. Obviously, it wasn't that great because wow. neither of us can remember it. All right. All right. You ready? Almost. Jazz, Jazz hands. <laughs> I wasn't done with the chatter. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> now you're not. Okay, now I am. <laughs> uh, just wanted to Annoy poke me. the bear. <laughs> the bear. Poke now the you're mama. calling me a bear? Hey, at least I didn't say you're living large in a bad way. <laughs> hey, there's a hummingbird. Okay. <laughs> Focus. Random. I like hummingbirds.